Welcome back to the Barbell Bikini and Biz podcast. You join me for a solo podcast today and something a little bit different today. More of a story time about me and everything that is going on with my menstrual cycle. So this is not really one for guys. This is one for all of you ladies out there. So yeah, here it is. Now, if you've been following me on Instagram, you will know that I started to share um, some of the issues that I've been having with my menstrual cycle. And it is something that I've wanted to speak about as soon as it became sort of a flag to me that this was an issue. But I didn't really know what was going on. And I didn't want to share that stuff's going wrong, but not be able to say what or provide any sort of insight. But now I have a little bit more insight and things are happening. I want to share it and first and foremost raise awareness for the fact that your menstrual cycle is seriously important and if you're not having one it's a sign that something's going wrong inside and you need to get it sorted and you need to look into it Um, because it's not just about having babies and stuff you know your menstrual cycle is a sign that you're healthy if you don't have it something's not right and also just to show that life isn't perfect you know on social media it's very very easy for people to just document the highlights them looking their best when things are going right in life and everything going good and for me I've always been someone who doesn't want to fall into that bracket I've always wanted to be someone who shares every single well not everything but highlights the lows as well as the highs on my social media to show that I'm a real person with real struggles I've shared my body image issues um, when I've been training I've shared my mental health struggles and now I'm going to share my um, issues with my menstrual cycle I have done little posts and stuff on Instagram, but I thought the podcast would be a great place to be able to to go into more depth and detail and give you all of the background details. So if you are interested, sit back, relax and enjoy a little bit of a story time. So let's go back a few years now. Let's turn back the clocks to when I was 13, 14. That was when I first had my menstrual cycle. And it was literally as well, just before I went on a school trip. So I was kind of glad that I had it then rather than having to tell my teachers first. I got to tell my mum at least. So that was that and it was always pretty regular in fact it was clockwork and I knew it was clockwork because my mum would always buy me like a fresh pack of um, sanitary pads or towels or tampons and when I noticed they were in my drawers like I'm coming on in the next day or two so I relied on my mum to be honest rather than myself but it was always regular I never had any issues you know just the usual sort of symptoms you do get with periods but no real red flags or issues at all and then what happened was when I was 16 um I developed an eating disorder, anorexia, and I dieted down very, very quickly. You know, I lost a lot of weight very quickly and got to pretty low levels of body fat. And as a byproduct, my period stopped. Now, that is pretty a pretty normal thing to happen when you do get to low levels of body fat or you diet pretty aggressively. Because when you get down to low levels of body fat or you're not really eating much food, you, your body starts to delegate its energy stores elsewhere because it's only got um, so much energy to give to tasks such as you know digestion mental cognitive functioning as well as you know the fact that you're moving around so when you don't have the energy to do that it starts to stop essential functioning things that you know breathing is essential if you're moving that's essential so it then stops other things and your reproductive you know menstrual cycle is one of the things that it does stop so that happened to me when i was at poly and whether this was a mistake or not um I got referred to um, an endocrinologist um, because they decided to scan me further to check that nothing serious was going on with my periods. Like, it was kind of obvious. I was like, well, it's obvious that I'm obviously a low body fat and that's why. But they did like MRI scans and all sorts. But And then they realised, yeah, it's probably to do with the fact that you're this, so we'll put you on HRT. Instead of just waiting for me to be weight restored, which is what happens with, 
you know most people who in that situation is they get them to sort of health restored healthy bmis healthy body weights eating plenty and then sort of see where their menstrual cycle goes but instead with me they threw me on hrt straight away hrt if you're not familiar is hormone replacement therapy um, which is basically replacing the hormones that do get lost usually um once you've gone through the menopause so estrogen so i was on that for a fair few months when we got to a point where i was you know pretty healthy in terms of body weight in terms of um my relationship with food was better and i was eating more consistently um we decided to obviously come off that and see what my body did and lo and behold i did regain my natural cycle um, which was obviously really good news that things were working well because with hrt you do get a cycle but it's you know it's the replacement of hormones i wanted to see that my body was naturally doing its thing which it was but ever since then uh, that moment um, my cycle started to become a lot more irregular like before it was clockwork um after that it wasn't it was so irregular like I'd have a period and then I wouldn't have one for a month and then I'd just go on for like two days and then I wouldn't have anything for two weeks and then I'd have another four day bleed and then I wouldn't have anything for four months. Honestly, it was so sporadic and they were different every time as well. Sometimes they weren't much and other times they were horrendous. Like I remember once, like, I think it was like a Christmas day or a birthday, like a really you know, nice family event, literally having to lie in bed for like an hour or two waiting for some painkillers to kick in because it was that painful. And at this point as well, um, I'd actually gone to university as well. And, you know, very good, very healthy, very healthy weight. If anything, I was at this point, I was starting to push to probably the other end of the scale. Um, during my recovery, uh, my nana unfortunately did pass away, who I was very, very close to. And I think that sparked something else in me. I don't really know what. I don't want to call it binge eating and I don't want to call it, I don't want to put a label on it, but I wasn't in a good place at all. I was very heavily comfort eating. I was very heavily drinking. You know, I was in a very, very bad spot mentally. And but in terms of body weight, that probably then meant I was, you know, very, very well over the um, healthy BMI scale, put it that way. Um, so as well as that, obviously I was at university, I was a bit older, so I decided to kill two birds with one stone and go on the contraceptive as well to one, you know, I'm older I'm at that age now things happen and of course to get a regular cycle going as well so I did that and that was that I just sort of rolled with that and things were good at the end of my first year of university is when I got into training and obviously the more I got into it the sort of healthier my habits became with things you know I got into a really good exercise regime um, you know training five days a week getting into some more cardio you know I lost a lot of body fat gains and I got into a really you know I got leaner, but I wasn't underweight. I got into you know, good, a good, healthy spot. Um, I tidied my diet up. You know, I started to track macros and eating lots more veg and you know a much more healthy, structured diet. And you know things were going good. Um, I did a, that for a few months. I did a, a mini sort of pushing up phase. I then did a little mini some of that cuts, and then I was pushing up again. I then did a cut for my um, birthday for my twenty first, which I got quite lean for. Um, at the time, I was like, I'm not even lean. I got lean <laughs> and then I did the off season and after that mini diet and I started to push food, food back up again I, I realized you know what I'm in a really healthy spot here you know my food's really good it's consistent Um, I'm really healthy in terms of my relationship with exercise and myself my body and my mind are probably the healthiest they've ever been so let's come off the contraceptive because I wasn't in a relationship or active in that way at all let's see what my body's doing naturally because you know it'd be interesting to know so I had discussions with the nurse and the GP and they were like, yeah, let's, let's do it by all means. If you want to come off, you know, come off. They had the sort of, you know, the, oh, are you sure you want to do that sort of talks because they do. And I was like, yes, I want to come off. I want to see what my body does naturally. So I did. And I remember when I sort of had the discussions with the nurse, they were saying, you know, 
don't you know you expect your period just to come back tomorrow it can take up to six seven months with some people you know give it time so i did i waited it out and by the time it got to like the seven eight nine month mark this was sort of march april time the following year so last year 2020 everyone's favorite year to date right lol jokes um but i sort of it sort of came in my mind i was like i've not had it yet um but I think then with everything that happened with COVID and the world going to mess and being out of work and all this crazy stuff happening, it sort of did just slip to the bottom of my priority list. And it sort of then came back to me when it was the end of my um, my shoot prep. I was like, I've still not had one. But then I sort of had the thoughts of, well, I've dieted a bit now. Maybe, you know, you know it's gone because I've I've dieted down a little bit harder now. Um, once I've come out of this um, shoot prep, then I'll make that a priority and we'll see, we'll see what's what. So I flagged it up with Vic, my coach, and a few other people, and they were like, yeah, that's that's not right. It's been a year now. Um, you should have had it by now. And I had nothing. I did, in fairness, have a quote-unquote sort of a mini bleed in the January, but it, it wasn't really anything. Like, it was literally a day or so, and I don't count it as one at all. It was it was a strange one. Um, I don't really know what that was, but I'd had nothing since that. So we waited a bit, uh, you know, gained a bit more body fat, got my food a bit higher, still nothing. So at this point, I went and got some blood tests because I thought, right, let's see what my hormones are doing. Let's see what's going on because something's not quite right here. So I got blood tests and they, we did those over the course of um, two weeks because if, if you're aware with your cycle, um, during one half of your cycle, certain hormones are higher than others. And then when you come out to the other side of the cycle, they've basically roll reverse. So you'd expect some hormones to come up and some to come down. So you'd expect to see a discrepancy, some higher in the first lot of bloods and vice versa. So we got those back and I remember um, ringing to get them back and being on the phone and the the receptionist, you know what GP receptionists are like, they're a right handful, aren't they? She was like, yep, yep, they're back, yep, no further action required, thank you, bye. And I was just like, okay, brilliant. That gives me no further sort of clarity. So I just remember, I literally remember texting Vicky like, yeah, they've just said there's not there's nothing flagged up, um, no further action required, what, what, what step do we take now? Because that's got us no closer to understanding. And she was like, just go get a copy of the results. Let's have a look at them together, see what's what. I was like, okay. So I went and got a copy. And believe it or not, um, when I got the copy back, um, things weren't normal at all. Um, my estrogen levels were crazy low. Um, I can't remember the exact figure, but it was something along the lines of they had the brackets of where you'd expect your estrogen to fall if you were in this phase of your cycle, if you were in that phase of your cycle, or if you were sort of postmenopausal. I think most postmenopausal was like 95, whatever the units were measured in and under i think mine was in like the 40s or 50s so it was like yeah you're well under loose um and it might not sound massively under but put it this way the brackets after 90 you know it was like you're going up in tens between phases so it was small changes it was well under put it that way so i was like okay and i remember sharing it with one of my friends at work who's big on sort of science and nutrition she's very knowledgeable and she was like yeah this isn't this isn't right so i got my karen on i rang back the next day and i was like yep um you basically got on said that um, it's fine and uh it's not is it really because if you look at the the ranges i am uh, well below normal so what the hell's going on here and then the doctor was like oh well yes yes yeah, yeah, yeah. i think basically they just couldn't be bothered or i don't know what the process was but before i carry on further guys if you are because i know i've spoken to a few of you you've said you've gone and got blood tests make sure you get a copy of your results guys even if the doctors say it's fine, um, get a copy of your results because that is something which, obviously, if I hadn't have done, I would have realised there was a massive problem. 
I then got referred on to a gynecologist who, um, you know, was like, yes, yes, this, that, and the other, and then we'll, we'll do some scans. I went in for an ultrasound scan. Um, results from that came back that my uterus was fine from what they could see, um, and they couldn't, and the womb was fine, but they couldn't actually see my ovaries um, from the scan for whatever reason. So that was that, and then I had another call with the gynecologist, and it's just now a case of waiting for further ever test and it's just everything is so slow at the moment you know i started i think my first lot of bloods were august september time we're now in march so you can see it's just slow it's like a test wait three weeks get referred on a test it's really slow and it's very frustrating because you know you just want to get all these tests done and know what's what went for a dexa scan the other week to see that my bone density was okay because when your estrogen levels are low um, it can basically have quite a negative impact on your bone density we do think mine will be fine because resistance training is one of the things that can help mitigate um, you know, osteoporosis, so basically protect your bones, keep them strong, keep them healthy. So I don't think I'm going to have any issues there, but we still don't know. So I'm still waiting on that, and I'm still waiting to hear from another gynecologist who I've been referred on to because the first one I was referred on to basically doesn't know what to do with me. And it's further tests, you know, we've got... Um, I think they said MRI scans to look into my ovaries and further tests and more bloods and you know to find out the exact what's going on here and be pretty sure and confident that that's the reason but in the most recent letter that I got they basically just said um you know obviously they'd gathered a lot of information about me my lifestyle and they said one of the things that may well very much be linked to your period stopping is your exercise levels you know your excess excess exercise when I first read that letter the other day I was like shut up you know this is just such a a fob off answer because we all know that excess, you know, doing crazy lots of exercise can stop periods. It, it, it does, you know, you see it a lot with girls who have sort of eating disorders and you see it very commonly in girls who do things like gymnastics and, you know, elite level athletes. So I sort of just laughed it off and I remember sending it to Vicky like her lol. And then we sort of sat back and thought, well, actually, it's actually not a stupid thing to say because first and foremost, I never, I've never had a natural cycle since I started training. Um, what I do may not seem excessive to me but compared to the average person you know when I tell clients and tell people who I go train for two hours a day they're like what two hours a day five days a week how do you do that so just because I don't see it as excessive doesn't mean that it's not clinically or on paper excessive so it was like well what do we do now um do, do I stop exercising you know do I just carry on the way that I am and a, a huge part of me was like just keep going Lewis you're fine However, if this is something which is having an impact on my health and is the reason that my periods are stopping, then this is actually an unhealthy behaviour, an unhealthy way of living. And it's not to say that this is forever, and I, I, God, I God forbid hope it's not, and it shouldn't be, but for now, it's not doing my body any favours. You know, exercise is good, but for me right now, it's not. So I just basically had a call with Vic, my coach, had a various chats with people and we just sort of thought well what is the best plan of action to take you know and I've, I've read books you know I've read No Period Now which is a brilliant book I've listened to podcasts I've read articles about this sort of thing you know I'm, I'm quite clued up on it because I wanted to make you know be aware of myself and my own body and my own symptoms and my own situation through what other people have gone through and a lot of people do the all-in approach now if you're not aware of the all-in approach um, go follow Stephanie Buttermore if you've not watched her she does a lot of videos on it it's brilliant and that is basically just bringing exercise right down or literally having doing making it pretty much non-existent 
and being sort of more intuitive with your food choices and eating more you know bringing stress down feeding your body basically um we sort of discussed that approach and we thought well do i do i do that do i need to do that and it's like i mm, don't know and we had a lot of back and forths and a lot of you know assessing the situation and this is basically what we've decided to do for now we're going to play you know the gynecologist at their game and go in line with what they suggested which was to bring exercise down it wasn't to stop it was just to bring levels down so that's what we're doing so i'm going from my five day split to uh, every three days i train and i do a push no a pull sorry or a legs rotation and the reason no pushing is because my shoulder's still pretty pretty bad i've had some issues with my shoulder and you know it seems silly to even push that so i'm literally just not really doing any pressing movements at all no push no chest shoulder tricep exercises really it's just pulling legs but that's every three days cardio wise i was doing 20 minutes um every day except a leg day so i was going for my morning runs now it will just be a case of keeping cardio in for health reasons you know for your healthy heart but it won't be prescribed and it definitely won't be anything of high intensities it will be purely days when i feel like cardio days where i feel a bit more energized and low intensity um things so maybe like a light jog a fast-paced walk you know nothing too crazy steps wise i was aiming to hit about 8k a day but i did realize that to be fair i was getting quite obsessive with it i was making sure i was hitting that you know forcing myself to make sure i was going out and getting steps and when i was out on walks i was just continually checking my fitbit rather than being present in the moment and just allowing myself to enjoy the walk for what it was so i've just taken my fitbit off i put it in a drawer and i'm probably not going to look at it for a for a while weight wise it's going to go up inevitably you know it is so i'm not weighing myself anymore i I won't be doing any sort of you know formal posing practice for um, the bodybuilding side of it and i probably won't be taking many physique shots either food wise i've gone from a training day rest day macro split to an everyday split of macros which are on the higher side for for myself you know for what i feel comfortable with but it's not a prescriptive set of macros it's a aim for this and you know if you feel like eating more especially on a training day have more if you don't feel like eating that don't eat that i'm very much going to aim for the protein intake because i want to you know obviously preserve the muscle mass and i it's an awkward one because i probably am going to lose a bit in this phase which is a hard pill to swallow because i worked so hard for it but i want to preserve it as best as i can so obviously still with training and um keeping my protein pretty high um i'm sure that will help offset a lot of the potential muscle damage and muscle atrophy that i could experience muscle loss is what i was trying to say there <laughs> so that's what i'm doing with food the last few days in fairness my appetite hasn't been good at all um i've been well under the the, the the guideline macros because i've just not felt hungry i've not felt up to it and with this it's about trying to be more in tune with my body and listen to what i'm wanting and not eating just anything and everything you know still prioritizing whole foods and we are trying to prioritize certain certain fat sources as well because there are certain fat sources which have links with hormonal regulation and imbalance i'm trying to make sure i'm getting those in more frequently but it's about being more in tune with my body and that is something i've not done for a very long time i've not listened to hunger signals i've just literally you know been i eat five meals a day i eat them around this time and i you know i prioritize certain foods around certain things so i prioritize my carbohydrates around my training so i keep those meals like that you know i've got a set macros so i'm going to follow those macros and to the t i don't just listen to my body and listen to what i fancy and when 
which is going to be a very strange and difficult concept for me to to get my head around and you know the training side I, with the training every three days as well it's going to be you know reduced volume reduced intensity not going to failure and for me if, if you know me you watch my instagram you've seen me i love training hard i like being that nutter in the gym who just goes for it and to not train like that is going to be really tough it really is and i don't want to sound like i'm complaining because you know this is my choice at the end of the day um but it's a choice that i'm making not lightly and it's a choice that's been very very difficult to get my head around and to this day i'm on day two um of you know actually going with it it's still a very strange concept to me because it goes against me it goes against everything that i do it goes against the person that i am so it's gonna it's gonna be a strange one it's gonna be tough it's probably and i think it actually will be a lot tougher than the shoot prep because i'm very good at you know going just going I'm very good at being told to go do something and doing it and just pushing my body and ticking boxes and being meticulous with stuff. I'm not very good at the more relaxed approach. But how I've got to see it is see it as like a prep, see it as your boxes to tick are just a bit different now. You know, it's about being, allowing yourself to chill out loose. It's about, you know, allowing yourself to go for a walk and just enjoy it those are the tick boxes and like when I do my check-ins now it's very different in terms of the content and the things that I'm explaining to Vic we're not talking about my training going well and how I'm feeling in my physique and that sort of stuff it's all more about my mentality and mindset and this is what we're going to be doing up until we get more answers or maybe until my cycle comes back you know this may well be enough for just bringing the stress down and the exercise down to regain my cycle and then I'm guessing it will just be an approach of bringing things up slowly and letting my body adapt to it but we may well find other things you know there are still a few um things to to you know rule out when it comes to the the cycle other things that can stop it some more sinister some not but we've still got tests to go it's going to be it's going to be a long road. Um, I know that it's not going to be fixed in a month. It's not going to be fixed in two. But I'm hoping by sort of middle of this year, I'll have some sort of answers, some more clarity, and I can know that my behaviours and actions are ones which allow my body to be healthy. Does this mean I have to stop bodybuilding forever? I hope not. You know, I hope that I can go back to it and I can get on stage next year and it doesn't massively put a stop to things. But... You know, like I said, I, I do this job and I, I'm into fitness because it saved my life. It's made my life amazing. It's made my life what it is. And I do this job to help people live a happier, healthier life, ultimately. Feel good in themselves from the inside and out. So my actions need to align with that. My actions need to be ones which do my body favours. And I can't just continue to train and do things the way I'm doing just because I want to that's like some, an alcoholic or someone saying well I just, I'm just going to keep drinking excessively because I want to I might want to but it's not what my body needs it's not what's doing good for my body and it's not what's the right thing for my health so that is where we're at now I am going to keep you updated on the podcast and on Instagram so if you don't follow me on Instagram it's at underscore Lucy Cook underscore UAF go follow me on there I may do some YouTube videos as well and if you do have any questions about any of it, I'm happy to talk about it. And if you yourself are, know someone who does have issues with their cycle, go get it checked out, guys. You know, it's a sign that something's not right. And be pushy, be assertive. Don't just listen to the doctor. You know, if, if you don't feel happy with what they're saying to you, 
push for it, push for answers, push for test results, push them to go further because they won't and your body deserves the best, it really does, so look after it and make sure it's getting the help that it needs. That's today's podcast wrapped up, hope you've enjoyed it, hope it's provided some insight. Thanks for listening guys and I'll see you on the next one.